Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of Sips and Stokies Podcast. I am your host, Oscar. And I am your host, Kevin. Alright, this episode is going to be cigar heavy. Talk a lot about cigar uh, information. More like a cigar 101. Yeah, kind of like cigar noobs. For, exactly. I would say somebody who is either, you know, obviously never smoked a cigar, but would be curious about it. Or someone who, you know, special occasion, birthdays, holidays, mm-hmm. you know, all they know is enough to just what end to light, one end to suck on, and then see what happens after that. So. I mean, smoking a cigar is pretty straightforward. Oh, if yeah, you think yeah. About it. Definitely, definitely. But a lot of people, you know, because it's funny because, you know, after you smoke for a while, you get people asking you questions that to you seem like stupid as hell. Yeah, exactly. But then you have to remind yourself that you were once the new guy too, mm-hmm. and you didn't know any of this crap either. So today, you know, we kind of start from the perspective of, We'll go over kind of, you know, how the cigar is constructed. Mm-hmm, we'll mm-hmm. go over, just touch on the, the the part of the plant that's made to use the blends. Yeah. Um, and just kind of go from that all the way into basics on how to light, how to cut, how to store, you know, what you want to keep for your humidor. So, yeah, that's, that's a big one there. Yes, yes, yes. And even a little trick. I learned this when I was oh. working offshore. So for oh. you guys that are like me, okay. that just kind of forget to check your shit and, you know, wind up messing up really good cigars. <laughs> yeah. That trick will help too, but that's coming up later. Oh, for an easy payment of nine ninety nine. Stay tuned. <laughs> well, I'm not sure about you, sir, but I need a quick drink. Ah, quick drink. Th- what about I, a quick couple slow drinks? Uh, I'm okay with that. That'll work too. That'll it's work too. it's oh, it's been a hell of a weekend. Kevin. Uh, I found out when I first came in. Yeah, I thought you had already finished. I thought that problem was behind you. Uh, I look. I, this is all I'm going to say is termite damage. Sucks so bad. Oh my god! But I do have my brother-in-law here in town. He's helping me out, and I went from owning your standard basics few tools, yeah, to uh, damn near maxing out a credit card on <laughs> brand new tools. <laughs> so it's like the typical home improvement or something that goes wrong. Like you got to go to the store, exactly. Lowe's at least three times. Yeah, you wind up buying all new tools. So one minor home repair project, and you look like Tim Tool, tool Tim the Toolman. Take exactly. <laughs> and, and you know what? I I, I kind of like it because I've always wanted to you know have more tools because like you know something comes up. To, oh, I need this. I'm like, uh, I've got a butter knife you can borrow, <laughs> or I've got a Swiss Army knife you can borrow. <laughs> Is that a Phillips or a flathead butter knife? <laughs> uh, it's just a butter knife. <laughs> it's a butter knife. It's I can't believe it's not butter butter knife. That's what. Yeah. That so is. now I've got like two kind of drills. I got like a right angle drill and three kind of hand saws and oh my god. So now when you're looking at termites, it's like. Thank you. Yeah. But fuck you too. Exactly. (laughs) So tonight's sip, we're sipping on Angel's Envy bourbon. Yes. Nothing. bottle looks so nice. It's it's a nice bottle. I do like it a lot. Uh, Nothing too heavy. It's only 43% alcohol, Mm -hmm. Uh, but the bourbon is finished in port wine barrels. And the the wine part to me, Mm. because like that is my Achilles heel as a bartender is wine. I've tried to get into wine. Right. I've tried sipping wine. I've tried, I just I cannot get into it. But I definitely just the smell. It's a good smell. Yeah, it's a great smell. <clears> but <throat> you definitely get those wine notes on the back end. On the back end, yeah, yeah. It's nothing too harsh. Mm. Like the finish is nice and smooth. Yeah. You get a little bit of that barrel bite at the end. Mm. But still, really good. It's yeah, smooth. It's great. Great. And to go along with my bourbon, I am smoking on a Perdomo Habano. Bourbon barrel aged sun grown cigar, mm. and uh, I, really I I nice. took I took Kevin's uh, idea and I went with a double V cut on yes. this one. Yes, that's something we'll actually be talking about later. Oh. Is kind of your cut basics, mm-hmm. um, you know, because 
like everything else we'll find out everyone has their preferences yeah uh, as far as how that goes but um so what are you well, smoking over there i have the see the blackbird cigar company mm. it is the cuco uh crollo crollo yeah words is hard exactly it's the spelling i got the uh i got the blackbird part of it now that's a it's a really cool company i've had a couple of their cigars now through the uh the where i go through kind of like a mail order you know stuff uh that stogie bird yeah and um they've got a really cool looking binder you know because it's all like crows and stuff like that it's got a very um edgar Allan poe kind of look to it it's a nice label it's a nice clean smooth mm. finish label i like it They've got one I just recently had, too. I think it was a, a two. Um, it was a lighter one, but really, really good. Right. I got one more of those left. I have to check that out, too. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm smoking on. And I also decided to go with the uh, the V-Cut. I went with the uh, Quad V. So for the, the thicker ring gauge cigars, I find that it actually helps with the airflow. Um, you can certainly get a good airflow with just the first V-Cut. Yeah. But uh, I, I like the airflow of the, the double. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So... But so that's what the smoking. I'm gonna go ahead and light up, man. I'm go gonna ahead. get going. Go ahead. It's I have not had a a weekend like yours. I haven't had to deal with termites and everything. Oh, it's termites and you know people out there spending their stimulus money. Oh, dude, it's been nuts. Oh yeah. Like we were talking about before we started recording, it's been crazy. You know, with us working in the bar industry, casino, mm-hmm. uh, having connections, of course, with hotel resorts. It's uh, I mean, people are just going bonkers. Yeah, they are. So, which is good. I mean, yeah. I was talking to one of her coworkers, and, you know, she made the valid point that people are spending their money however they want to. So That's right. Whether it's big screen TVs or dropping it at the casino or <laughs> tipping me a 20 behind the bar, I can't complain because no. I'm sitting here smoking a nice cigar because of it. So, yeah. certainly can't complain on no, that. No, exactly. All right. So, like we said, today's episode is going to be cigar-oriented, and I'll be the first to admit it. I don't know much about cigars. I know I know which ones I like, you know, through trial and error. Um, I do know a, lo- a few little factoids here and there, but as far as breaking down the anatomy, if you will, of a cigar, I don't know shit. I, I, don't, I don't know anything about it. Well, lucky for you, sir, I found Google. <laughs> so Actually, I if did you would, some would researches. You hand me the lighter as yes, well, please. most sir. definitely. Um, so as you, I said, guys, we're going to start off on that. And this episode, obviously from the title, Sips and Stogies, uh, we wanted to kind of focus on the sip part of it, the stogie part with the cigars. I know we get a lot of people. I had a good friend of mine my last birthday. Uh, him and his wife got me some cigars, and they were some really good cigars. They were the Gurkhas. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were. They had a nice – it was funny. <laughs> they came in a really nice-looking case, and they told me, they was like, look, we honestly don't know if these cigars are good or bad. They were just kind of sort of pricey, and they had a really cool-looking case. <laughs> so hopefully they don't suck, but here you go. Happy birthday. But they wind up being really good cigars. I actually – Gurkha's was one of the first ones I started smoking. Okay. I haven't smoked them in a while, though. Um, but they were, uh, they were a blend, and they were aged. I wish I could remember exactly what they were. I just remember them being really nice because of the like the age part, which that's actually the next thing I'd love to start getting into doing is even getting a separate humidor and actually taking some of the cigars that I really like now mm-hmm. and maybe put like some kind of date on them and age them for, you know, maybe a year or two or three years. I'd be really curious to see how some of the cigars that I smoke straight off of the, the, the production line, mm-hmm. yeah. maybe... What do you call it? I'll say ferment 
acclimate or uh, mature hmm. over the course of X amount of time. So I'd be really curious, getting all excited thinking about Brother, it. Brother, I'm not sure about you, but I'm enjoying this. Outside with, with, with the birds chirping. And... We, our cheerleaders. We have, our, our, we have our, our cheering section in the back. That's right. It's all serene and everything. I mean, serene. We got you know, some good whiskey. We got some good cigars. We may fall asleep before we finish the episode. Uh, I don't <laughs> know. It'll be a three and a half hour episode, but you're only going to get about 35 minutes of us talking. And the rest is us snoring. Exactly. <laughs> it's like bird sounds. So what was the episode like? Well, I mean, it was great when y'all were talking. You know, we kind of fell asleep in the middle of it. So the only podcast where you can actually listen to the podcast, catch a nap, and then still finish listening to the podcast all at the same time. Mm. Now, I remember one of my very first cigars. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it's not it's not something that I was you know again I was I thought it was hot shit just going into a, a cigar shop or whatever. But I remember because my brother used to get these, and they were the the Playboy branded Churchill ones. Oh, okay. And again, there's nothing special about them. I mean, they're they're a decent cigar, but I, I remember that was one of my first introductions into the cigar world, if you will. I ain't gonna lie. I'm usually not big on peer pressure, but I was always really curious and interested in the cigars. Just liked how it looked. It was just something about that big macho dude. Plus, I can think about Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. with you know the big ass fat cigar stuck in his mouth. And of course, you always had the really cool old looking guys that didn't give a shit about anything. They just kind of sat there with the cigar. I never really got into, I guess, more of the classy look to it. No, okay. Um, I was always more like the you know just rough looking badass that quiet old man that you don't want to piss off because he could kill you and you just don't know how but um i can't remember my first first cigar because mm. like i said i went to the cigar shop in biloxi yeah uh with a friend at the time i worked with the harley shop and uh i'm sure it was a good cigar because i'm a you know the cigar shop in biloxi's it's a premium cigar place so oh they got some good stuff oh, there, man. They got some be- and their humidors are beautiful too um fair so, prices too that's yes very good prices. So I don't remember exactly what I smoked, but what got me into cigars, and this is what people ask, because, you know, I I don't smoke cigarettes and, and I don't smoke anything else, uh, but cigars it was just always something that kind of got me interested. But what got me hooked when I first started smoking them was really, it was a chance to, unlike a cigarette where, you know, you can knock one down in, you know, a minute or two, mm-hmm. uh, a, a good premium handmade cigar, depending on the, the size of it, it usually takes about a good 30 minutes at least to smoke. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's one thing I, I learned very early on is that a cigar is literally a commitment mm-hmm. because you don't want to put it out. You know, there there are some tricks to putting it out and, and yeah. relighting it, but it's definitely no more than a half hour commitment. Yeah. Depending on the size, obviously. Yeah. And it's, it's definitely, for me, it was a Zen moment. Like it was a way to go sit somewhere kind of shut out everything with my good cigar you know and at the time i wasn't even doing any bourbon pairings or anything with it uh i just enjoyed the cigar Mm -hmm. but you know just a chance to kind of sit back relax slow down um you know that was what i enjoyed about it and Mm -hmm. then also with the cigar shop smoking around other people yeah just a way to connect with other people and you meet people from all walks of life when you're talking about cigars when you're Mm -hmm. in the cigar shop uh, so it was just a really cool, interesting way to sit back, relax, and, and just enjoy something that was, you know, it takes a lot of, of patience to make. Yeah. It's like bourbon. I mean, you know, you don't make a cigar in, you know, two days. Like, it no. takes a while mm-hmm. from the time that you 
grow the pl tobacco, plant the tobacco, grow it, and then cure it, and then dry it, and then you you know pick your blends, and then you roll it, and then you got so it's a, like it's like a bourbon. You drink a bourbon. Mm -hmm. I mean that thing was made, you know, X amount of years ago. Yeah. So it's it's a really cool process. <coughs> excuse me, excuse me, guys. So to kind of start this off real quick, like I said, none of this stuff is going to be extremely detailed because you know. I, I'm definitely not an expert by any means. Yeah, and if this is something that you already know, you know, the just support us. Yeah, be nice to the guys that don't know. Yeah. as Be, be good stewards to the cigar room. But there that is go. something I did enjoy, too, mm -hmm. like with the cigar shop in Biloxi. You know, I'd walk in there and be like, hey, look, guys, I'm new. I've smoked this and this. I have no idea what to yeah. smoke next. A, a good brick-and-mortar store mm -hmm. will, you know, if, if, you, if you tell them, hey, I don't know what I'm doing, I'm new, a good place will literally walk you through the steps oh, of God, picking yeah. out or one. They're not just going to push, well, this is, this one's a really fancy one for $20. Yeah, no. And that's the thing. Like for me, I notice my, my price range of cigars just based off of what I enjoy mm -hmm. uh, usually falls between like an 8 and a $12 stick. There's some solid sticks out there for that price, man, if not less. Uh, to me, that's the majority of a lot of sticks. Yeah. Uh, I would even say good solid sticks, you know, on like the 6 $7 range. Mm -hmm. Um and even less than that, especially if you get more of like the, the small cigarillo type yeah. cigars. Yeah. Excuse me, but um, but yeah, for me, eight to twelve dollars. I've smoked a couple that were like twenty, twenty five. Yeah. I didn't get anything out of those more. Now that's not to say anything that there's not a cigar out there with you know a higher price tag, but at the end of the day, it all comes down to your taste. I just I yeah. smoke the cigars I smoke because I enjoy smoking those cigars. Mm -hmm. You know, I've smoked cheaper. They were cool, yeah. but not what I preferred. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. I smoked higher price. They were cool, yeah. not what I preferred. Um, so at the end of the day, man, it, you know, it's, it's whenever you get into it, it's whatever works for you, whether it be your price point, whether it be occasion. You know, I started smoking, I'd say more often, because um, I'm a big outside smoker. Yeah. Um, unless I'm going to a cigar shop or if I'm in a bar, like a hole-in-the-wall bar, yeah. and I can get like a corner booth or a corner uh, bar stool by myself. Then if, if you come see me in the, in the bar and I'm smoking a scar, if you sit right next to me, that's on your fault. If you don't like yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. You, <laughs> it's like I did my you duty. You saw me smoking. Exactly. So, Hey, you fucked that. Up. And like I said, these things aren't necessarily cheap. So once I light it, damn it, I'm committed. Yeah. Yeah. People say I'm afraid of commitment. No, <laughs> I'm committed to cigars. Well, I, I remember just like a lot of people, maybe not a lot of people, but like some people I transitioned into what I call the flavored cigars, which mm -hmm. I found out now that they're technically called infused cigars. Mm -hmm. now, I'm not talking about your Swisher Sweets or whatever. No, I'm talking. Uh, I, I remember the company was called Haven, and they had you know they had the chocolate and the, yeah. And the, but they had like they had a, a cognac one, mm -hmm. they had a, a rum one, a bourbon one, and I kind of smoked on on those for a while. And later on, I found out that companies like uh, Acid. And CAO is the ones that make those infused cigars. Mm -hmm. Actually, kind of saved the cigar industry because yeah. for a while it was going downhill really fast because well, it because it was seen as a as a as an a, old man an old man thing. Yeah. Well, that's like with bourbon. You know, we watched that documentary. Yeah. Uh, Neat. You know, bourbon was there were a lot of companies, good wow. bourbon makers that just you know couldn't keep their distillery open because people were going for you know, different vodkas or different kind of club drinks. Like people looked at bourbon yeah. like the old man drink, which is funny now because now to be the old guy smoking a cigar and bourbon is kind of cool. Yeah. At least it is to me. 
and so so are we cool then because i mean because we're sipping on, on we we are damn cool so <laughs> i mean considering this is our podcast yeah. we are damn cool <laughs> you know what we're the two coolest guys on this podcast hell yeah exactly <laughs> we don't need no uh we're not definitely not lacking in self-confidence around here that is true mm. all right so how about we get started sir how about you you walk me through the the cigar 101 gotcha you gotcha you. all right so the first thing in order to kind of understand a cigar one of the big differences between like a cigar and a cigarette right. or a, a premium handmade cigar is you are literally getting nothing but all natural tobacco. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's no chemicals. There's no like paper preservatives. You're literally getting leaves that were pulled off of the tobacco plant, rolled in a specific blend uh, to give it the flavor. When I say blend, you have three different parts of the tobacco plant that's made or used in, in different variations yeah. to give the cigar its flavors, its colors, um, things of that nature. So it, it's it's really like creating a fine recipe when it comes to taking those leaves together. Yeah. Um, you usually have, you'll have the top part of the plant. If you can imagine just a, a really big plant with big ass leaves, mm-hmm. um, you'll have three parts. The top part, is a legero, and that's the part obviously that's going to get most of the sun, yeah, um, most of the moisture and stuff like that. So that's going to produce a different array of flavors that are unique to that part of the plant. Now, would that be like the leaves, or is that more? It's all leaves. Okay. As far as the what's used or what's no of of, of the of the head of the of the plant. Oh yeah, yeah. We're we're talking about the leaves because okay. yeah, all okay. this all this is about the leaves. Gotcha. Because again, that's like if you had a cigar and you could cut it down the middle, mm-hmm. especially you know as you look at the cigar, if you look at the foot of the cigar mm-hmm. uh, before you light it, you will see the wrapping yeah. of the leaves themselves. And with a premium uh, hand rolled cigar, typically it's long filler, which means that they take the leaves mm-hmm. off of whatever section of the plant. And they actually roll the leaves in large sections. So you're oh, not gotcha. getting like yeah. a cut of this and a cut of that. Um, typically, your lower price, lower quality cigars. And I shouldn't say lower price because I'll just say lower quality cigars. Okay. Um, they're going to be short filler. So they're going to have pieces and stuff like that. So, which, you know, you can get uneven burns and things like that because you have multiple pieces of leaf. Whereas a, a premium cigar, you have a more even wrap in the cigar, yeah. so you get more even burn, you get more even profiles and things like that. Um, the middle section is going to be this; it's called the seco, and again, it's just like the top part. You're going to have different flavor characteristics of that, um, and then you have the last part, which is the vol- volado. I can't read my own name yet, right? <laughs> um, but how so, much bourbon did you have when you when, when you wrote I wrote? This? Surprisingly, none. But I was being very lazy in bed when I was writing this stuff. Down, so. But um, so you, you probably the, the, excuse me. The biggest thing you take away is is you're going to have three parts of the tobacco plant. And when I say these things are big guys, these leaves, I'm not talking about just like, you know, just a big leaf hanging on your tree in the backyard. Like these things are, are can be pretty pretty massive. Yeah, they're massive. Um, so that's where you get a lot of the rolling, and then the aging process is you know when they take and harvest the leaves. They go and they actually dry them out. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's where, you know, because the original color of the leaves are green. And that's why some of the cigars you see, especially the wrapper, mm-hmm. will have a green tint to it because they use portions of the leaf yeah, that yeah. haven't had the, the the photo, whatever the scientific word for green shit in plants. Photosynthesis. That's it. Yeah. Uh, is that the process or is that the, the, whatever that green stuff is? <laughs> 
<laughs> like I said, I mean, Google was a hell of a thing. But um, look, guys, we're bartenders first. Exactly. So. Like I said, we're not claiming to be experts. Experts. We just know how to look up Google. But no, that's why you get some of that green and some of the the wrapper. Some of it's done by for taste. Some of it's done for looks. Combination of two. Um, but that's the both the, the, like the three parts of the plant. Yeah. And there's actually a company, Southern Draw. They they have a, a cigar which is really unique because part of an aging process they do is they don't do a typical aging process in the leaves where you actually kind of hang it in this in this building like a barn or yeah, yeah. they actually do more like a smoke cured process mm-hmm. they actually smoke the leaves as they're cured yeah so when you smoke there's one in particular i can't think of the name of it but when you smoke that one it's literally like you're smoking a campfire you wow. just get that that deep charcoal uh, I want to say charcoal, but there's that deep, like just charred. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's like if you ever taken like your head and like stuck it right next to a campfire, especially mm-hmm. after it's extinguished itself. You just it's just so, such a great. So it's smell. it's almost like a a scotchy type smell to it, because you know scotch is very mm. is very like you know, peaty or whatever. So I will say I'll have to take your word for it. Scotch. Mm. That's something else we can I guess kind of touch on or, or get into later on on the show is because. I've tried scotch. I got some inside, brother. Just let me know. Ooh, future episode coming up. Uh, but yeah, that one's a good one. So that, and that's really when most, uh, I'd say a good portion of your your premium cigars is they're going to have that that dry age where mm, they kind of hang mm. and let them dry out. All right. So since, there, since there's no no one else here, I, I'm, I'm going to ask the questions that a, a noob would, if you will. So, By all means. All right. So what are the parts of a cigar? Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. So if you imagine looking at a cigar, okay, you can break it down in a couple different ways, depending on how detailed you want mm-hmm. to get but the three main parts of the scar is you're going to have the foot, which that is the flat part or the lighting part, I should say. Because um, you do have some cigar shapes where the, the lighting end is not exactly not flat. Flush. Yeah. yeah. So the foot is going to be the lighting end. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. That's the part that obviously you light with whatever you choose. Then you're going to have the, sh- the cap or the shoulder, which is usually the curved part mm-hmm. on a typical cigar. And that's the part that you're going to cut or punch, mm-hmm. or either yeah. way. That's the part that you're going to put your mouth on and, and draw through. And then everything else in the middle is considered the body or the barrel. Gotcha. Now, the cap itself, and we'll go into more of this whenever you get into the cutting, um, you know, what I said before, it's all natural. Mm-hmm. So you're basically going to have, inside the cigar, you're going to have three parts. You're going to have the filler, the wrapper, and the binder. The filler is going to be the meat of the cigar, I guess you can say. Yeah. It's what is going to be wrapped up tightly inside of the cigar. Mm-hmm. Then the binder is going to be a bigger whole piece leaf that wraps around that, that kind of keeps it all together and keeps it from unraveling. So to, to channel my inner fat kid, mm-hmm. the filler would be like the rice and beans and the binder is like the tortilla to make it into a nice smokable burrito. Mm, kind of, sort of. Okay. The, the, the wrapper itself, mm-hmm. the binder is what holds everything together. The wrapper is the third part, and that usually is a visually more aesthetic. Yeah, a, a more visually more aesthetic. aesthetic. It's a better looking leaf. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a sexy leaf, basically. Um, that's going to be <clears throat> the one that has usually good color. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. it can also uh, add to the flavor of the cigar, but that's going to be the basically the the show. That's the paint. Yeah, on the cigar as far as you know visually. But but ninety percent of the flavor comes from the filler. And a binder. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got you. Yeah, it's 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 just like a blend, and that's where the 
whenever you talk about a, a cigar saying the wrapper is Dominican, the filler mm-hmm. is Honduras, and the, the binder is Nicaraguan, yeah. um, all three of those parts are going to lend to the flavor. So it's almost like a you know cocktail recipe. Um, depending on what kind of flavor you're looking for, you may use more of one kind of leaf in the binder or the filler to give it more of a spice note or like an oak note kind of stuff like that. Gotcha. Excuse me. So when you hear people talk about cigars and they're like, this one has a Nicaraguan filler with a Dominican da-da-da, that's basically just a really fancy way of saying this is what the cigar is made of. Exactly. So like I said, so you got the filler, the wrapper, and the binder. That's going to be more of the, the construction of the cigar. Like I said, we kind of talked about the parts of the cigar, the foot, which is where you light. Um, yeah, light, and then the cap, shoulder area is where you're typically going to cut where you draw from. Um, and so that's more of the, the basic, basic, basics. Uh, then you got into kind of the shapes. Um, and there's a lot of them. Yes. A lot of screwed up shapes, too. Like, I even st- I tried for a second to go down and research different shapes like that, and I was like, <laughs> this is going to take all damn night. So for time-sensitive purposes. Okay. Uh, your two basic shapes are going to be your Pareo, which is more of your classic kind. Right. Going to have your, uh, you know, long, um, proportionate body. You're going to have your basic flat foot area, and then you have your rounded cap on the end. Um, that's going to be more of your Pareo, more your classic style, yeah. your classic shape. And then you have the Figurados, which those have all kind of odd shape some of them are like really really small like a tip like (laughs) explicit warning it looks like uncircumcised penis yes so it's the really really small tip then it gets kind of really big in the middle somewhere and then it goes back down again uh which the design of that is actually neat because again it's all about getting the different flavor getting the different flavor flavor profiles yeah uh, that the the blender wants you to get. Um, so that opening in the middle of the cigar can actually help with the draw of the cigar, which can help on the taste and things like that. Mm-hmm. And again, that all comes down to really just what the blender is going for. You know, is he trying to highlight a certain taste? Is he trying to highlight a certain uh, a note in the cigar? But that's kind of your, your basic sizes. Um, so when you go into a cigar shop, I've never really been into a cigar shop where people are like, do you want a, 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 a Pareo or a Vibrato? Yeah. It's more of just, the biggest thing to me is more of like size. Like if I were to go into a cigar shop, the first thing I'd want to know is how much time do I have? Yeah, exactly. Um, That's you know, it right there. If I'm, if I'm trying to go in before work and I've got maybe 45 minutes, I'm not going to get something that's huge because even if I smoke it, quick it still may take 45 minutes to an hour to smoke yeah yeah you're um, you're, you're not going to get that double corona mm-hmm, or anything like exactly. that exactly yeah yeah that, that's really the way that i i kind of gauge my my cigars is mm-hmm. size equals time and the gauge obviously yeah. on that because uh you know like obviously if i like a double corona that 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 could be damn near nine inches long mm-hmm. that's a solid hour plus cigar right there exactly and some people too um you know depending on how you draw on the scar some people are heavy drawers meaning that when they when they suck on the scar to bring the smoke in their mouth you know they're sucking really really hard yeah um i i do that i'm not gonna lie to you. i do that and, and often so that'll also you know like me i know depending on where i'm at how much time i got mm-hmm. and what cigar i got if i'm gonna go like 
low and slow on it mm-hmm. or yeah. you know if i'm going to be i always say rushed because i'll just flat out not smoke if i'm going to feel rushed uh, but you know you learn to kind of gauge just your time as far as the size of the cigar yeah. also too like if it's a good cigar that you really like like if i got oh, a yeah, camacho barrel aged oh, oh i'm not in a rush to smoke those things at all because yeah. they are just delicious but then again though with me being such a heavy drawer mm-hmm. i always have at least two cigars on me if i know i'm gonna smoke i'm going to have at least oh, two on yeah, me just to be sure so but yeah sorry for some reason mine's not i have a newbie moment where i can't get my stuff to hide <laughs> So I'm I'm going to tell you something that I learned, a little tip that someone told me a while back. Um, When you're, if you're not sure about a brand, if you're looking to like kind of find the best of that brand, to go with a torpedo shaped one. Reason being is that those are the hardest ones to roll, and they usually have their best rollers rolling those torpedoes mm. so if you're looking to find the the best of a brand start with that and then go from there which i i also learned that 90 what like 95 percent of cigar rollers are women because they actually do a better job than men i didn't realize that. yeah yeah i'm not surprised at all by it. <laughs> I'm definitely not surprised by it which it makes sense because the there's a, a diesel cigars yeah, yeah. One of the ones they had, I think it's called Unholy Cocktail. Mm-hmm. That was one of that was my first cigar that I really like became a fan of. Where I wasn't just like, oh, okay, that was good. What's next? When I got that one, and it was a torpedo. I got that yeah. one. I was like, ooh, like I actually went and bought a box of those one time. I was like, Hell yeah, yeah, that was good, yeah. very good. Well, like um, like my buddy uh, Kenny News uh, line, uh, his Eye of the Tiger. Ooh. That that's a torpedo. Hmm. Oh, dude, I can't wait for you to try that one. You know what? The, next next episode, we're gonna smoke those. That sounds good. That's that is a damn good cigar. I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. So that's the the length, the size, and actually, it, the next thing we're talking about is cutting the cigar, which is a good point because I know torpedoes. Yeah. You know, a couple different ways you can cut a cigar is is going to be dependent on one your preference, mm-hmm. but also the shape of the cigar on the end that you cut, like yeah. the V cuts that we used uh, on a traditional cigar where you have a lot of meat to it. Um, you know, those work out well because you're not going to cut into the cigar so much where it's going to ruin the end of the cigar. Yeah, exactly. If you cut too much, that's just going to unravel, mm-hmm. you know, hit yeah. pieces in your mouth and whatnot. So Yeah, because at the end of the cigar on the cap the, is usually going to be a single piece of the leaf that they use like an all-natural kind of gum. Mm-hmm. And they, they'll place that over the end of the cigar. And so when you cut, if you're looking at the end of the cigar, you can actually see it before it's cut. The cap part is going to kind of come down. Mm-hmm. to the shoulder area and you want to get close to that shoulder area without cutting below it because that's what's going to keep the cigar from unraveling yeah and you only have to cut too far down a couple times before you know instantly what i'm talking about because you wind up with just like have you ever seen the old wiley yeah. coyote where like the whole <laughs> thing blows up and i think it's a cigar but the thing blows yeah. up and he's just got to sit in a place well it's like that only reversed yeah. in your mouth oh i I'm pretty sure we've all done that oh, yeah. at least I, once. I do. I still have new moments where I'm like, I'll be sitting on the porch and stuff like that and talking to Delia, and I'm like, oh, shit. She's like, what? And like, I had a new moment. Like, I dropped <laughs> ash on myself or something like that. I'm like, gosh, sometimes I feel like I just started smoking these things. <laughs> but your cutters, like I said, you have your V-cut, which is going to cut a, a V-shaped groove in the mm-hmm. end of the cigar. Uh, I've actually become a fan of that one. Yeah. Uh, it, it To me, it... it it gives good airflow for the cigar. Yeah, it does. Um, because the whole point of cutting the end of the cigar and opening it up is that when you light the tobacco, 
you're drawing that smoke and everything in through the cigar, and that's what also helps keep the cigar lit. Yeah. Uh, so you want to make sure you get a good cut on it so that you have it opened. You don't want it to be so open to where, like, you just kind of – and, like, you've already got yeah, the cigar down. Exactly. But, yeah, but you don't want it to be restricted too much either where you're kind of sitting there like – and like mm. you're about to blow a hemi because you can't get anything through the cigar. <laughs> so that balance, and you know, to me, it's just you can learn how to cut one, but until you've tried several times and you just learned what it's just trial and error, man. Oh, god, yeah, improperly cutting. Yeah, um, the like the first cutter I used was another way to cut it, it was a guillotine, it's a double yeah. blade. And Zycar. In fact, I've had the same oh, one. Oh, nice, okay, yeah. yeah. And it was the first cutter I ever bought. The guy that got me into it, he said, Look, he said, you can buy cheapo lighters butane lighters he said but you don't want to skimp on a cutter he was like mm, you want a exactly. good solid cutter because if you mess up the cut on the end of the cigar you've pretty much ruined the whole thing because it just comes unraveled and those ones they give you in the cigar shops they're mm. only good for maybe a few cigars yeah it's it's that's like your break in case of emergency uh which is even a step above what i would say i would <laughs> just say trash the shit and go get you a good cutter i'm not gonna lie i have one in my kitchen mm-hmm. i have one in my truck mm-hmm. and i have one in my humidor just in case I've got like four or five of them sitting at home. Because <laughs> when you buy cigars, especially like through the, uh, online or something like yeah. that, they always give you a free cutter. But it's the cheap it's old the plastic, yeah. yeah. So I mean, I, I've got like four or five. So if I ever have like new cigar people and they're like, "Oh man, I don't have a cutter," I'm like, "I, I got a cheap one for you." Yeah, you can have this one. It's like, trust me, you'll, you'll learn very quickly after using this to go get your own nice good cutter. Yeah, exactly. That's, I've still got that Zycar cutter. It's the really? first cutter. Yeah. It's the only cutter I've ever had as far as a double cutter like that. Yeah. I think my buddy has one. It's like spring-loaded. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's oh, and that's the thing. Nice. <laughs> I was at a friend's house, and I brought a cigar over there. It was Halloween night. This was, God, this was years ago. And I thought I left the cutter over there. When I got home, went to my pockets and, you know, got my lighter and everything, and I realized I didn't have the cutter. So I freak out. I call him immediately. I'm like, look, dude, I left my cutter. He's like, okay, cool. I'll look for it. I'm like... No, dude, you don't understand something. I said, that's a cutter that if one of those kids put their fingers in, it's going to take the finger yeah. clean off. It's like, you might like, want to go look for it now. Yeah, he was like, oh, okay, I'll let you know. I went down to the car and found it in the car, so I called him back. I was like, okay, we're good. Don't worry about it. But, yeah, they are sharp as shit. Yeah. Which you need to, to have a good <clears throat> cut on it. Well, they're sharp, and they and they also hold their edge for a while. Well, yeah, because the double blades, that was actually a design mm-hmm. with them. Was they're designed that as you cut, every time you use it, you're sharpening. No, oh, So that's why they're dangerously Sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you've got the guillotine, double blade. You've got uh, the V-cut. Mm-hmm. Another option is matches. A lot of people will use, especially cigar shops, they'll have actual, like, cedar matches. To cut? No, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of light. Yeah. Whoops, my bad. No, sorry, that's the next section. Yeah. Anyway, interesting segue now. No. We're going to lighting. Actually, no. well, hang on. Um, for, the, for the longest time, I went with punch. Mm-hmm. And that's only because it was on my keychain. Yes. It was on my keychain. Because it's, it's like, you know, I, I'm out and about. You know, I don't like to carry a lot of stuff in my pockets. You know, like I, I have I have my cell phone and wallet in my front left pocket. Maybe a, a lighter or some cigarettes in my in my right. <clears throat> and, I, you know, I don't have a lot of room, you know, for mm-hmm. extra stuff. You know, especially, you know, I carry an extra mag in my back pocket as yeah. well. So I don't have a lot of room for stuff. So I just carried a punch for, for the longest time because I just put it on my keychain. But that's not always the no. best thing. It's good for some cigars, or for you know, again, not heavy drawers. But mm-hmm. I'm not a I'm not a big fan of it. I'll still do it from time to time. It's like you know what? I don't feel like going back inside and get my cutter. I'll just yeah, that's punch. me too. I've used those before, and I had the same experience you did. Like I just 
especially unless you've got a good design one where you can go through the back end of it, you wind up getting it clogged with cigar because, you know, you're you're pushing in, basically punching a hole yeah. or a tunnel in it. Yeah. And if you don't have a way to push what you take out of the cigar, yeah. out of it, eventually it gets to the point to where it's just you can't even use it. Yeah. It was an interesting fact I heard, too. This was another podcast I was listening to. Originally, that punch was an old bullet. Like, they started using bullets i guess oh okay yeah yeah battlefield or whatever makes sense yeah so and the primer part of the shake casing they would use that to push the stuff out once they got full so i instantly had new respect for the punch even though i hate the damn thing i'm like okay maybe i could maybe i could work with it but then again also with a punch that's not good for every shape of cigar either if you have a torpedo or a club or something like that yeah yeah. and that's why it's good to have you know i mean unless you just are, are, are stuck on one like when i started you know trying different cigars torpedoes and stuff like that my experience has been that the double blade is the most versatile as far yeah. as size of the cigar. Because, like you said, if you got a punch, or if you got that V cut, if you got a torpedo, or especially a really small ring gauge cigar, yeah. um, you know, which is like a petite, something you can do quick, mm-hmm. um, you've got to be really, really good at judging where you cut. Because if yeah. you get a smaller cigar like that, um, you can hack the end off of it real mm-hmm. quick, like without even paying attention. So yeah, punch is another one, but yeah. I'm like you, I'm not, I've used it. And if it came down to that or not yeah. smoking, I'd, I'd certainly use it, mm-hmm. but it's my preference would be probably as far as versatility would be the double blade mm-hmm. guillotine. Yeah. But my, you know, the, as far as cut wise, yeah. I like this V cut a lot. That's, that's one of my next investments. I, I want to get a really nice cutter. Mm-hmm. I just, I just don't know what style I want. Actually, now that I tried your, your V cut, I may, Go something like that. Actually, I saw one. It looks like a big clamp. It's like maybe it. Imagine uh, a staple gun. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got the big handle or whatever. Yeah. But just not as bulky. Gotcha. And literally, it's got like a little divot where you put the cigar in, and mm-hmm. it literally cuts just oh, enough. Okay, I got you. But th- that's obviously not going to fit in your back pocket. That's more like you know for your home bar or whatever. If yeah. You do that. Well, one trick I did find this is you can do if you're using a, a like a traditional guillotine like zycar cutter mm-hmm. um you can take the cutter face up um or it's laying flat on the table or wherever flat surface and if you take the cigar with the cut in down and just put it on the table in the hole you mm-hmm. actually get a perfect cut every time oh nice okay so even if you you know or having trouble judging it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've done that before too sometimes where maybe I start by taking a little too little off and I'm, I'm afraid of getting it too close. I just put it on the table, put my cigar in there real quick. and sh- It's new proof. Yeah, exactly. New proof. I mean, you know what? I don't care if I look like a noob, damn it. I want my cigar, but yeah. I've done that before. And it's actually really, especially if you're in the beginning and you're using that cigar, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you do that a couple of times and you get used to where you want to cut at. Yeah. You you can easily, like I take mine now and I just kind of judge it and cut it. Don't think about it. I may try that with my next one. Shit. It's a good one, man. I and, you know, it. of course there's, you know, the old tried and true old school method, just bite the fuck out of Dude, it. I've tried doing that. I can't. <laughs> there was an old guy I worked with and I mean, he was old when I worked at the Harley shop. So he's really old now. Mm. He was an old Navy guy and he yep. was a guy that he walked around with a cigar in his mouth all the time, but it was never lit. You could tell he started smoking it like when he first got there in the morning time. And then when it went out like halfway, he just kept chewing on it all day long. And then you'd see him at like the end of the day, relight it and start smoking it again. I'm like, Holy hell, how are you doing that, dude? That's a man. Oh, hell yeah. That's a man. He was also the game. <laughs> this is, I knew he was a Navy guy. When he could take the same, like, four curse words mm-hmm. and rearrange them in an infinite amount of ways and cuss <laughs> you out differently every time. 
he'd start cussing you out. Like, wait a minute, that's a new one. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I gotta write that down. Real <laughs> slow quick. down, slow down. Say it again. Yeah, I was like, ah, oh. but yeah, he was he was old school. I've tried to in a pinch, like you know, bite a little bit. Uh, no, I just I, I got drunk one day and tried it. Ask me. <laughs> <laughs> I could see the look on your face. I'm like, so sounds uh, like a story. Uh, it did, did no story. I just like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna do it. Amanda's like, don't do it. I'm gonna do it. In fact, I was out here one day and uh, uh, it's on my tongue. <laughs> so I'm scraping my tongue off. There's shit everywhere. Yeah, and now that's how you don't cut a cigar. Exactly. Oh, that's yeah, dude. That's and you know it's it's funny because all this stuff that that you know we're talking about now for me at least like it's just stuff that I've messed up on. Mm-hmm. Whether it was seeing somebody else talk about it, like you know I had so many good cigars. It's a shame to say that I probably winded up ruining because of you know lighting them the wrong way or, yeah. or not just knowing any better. But you know it's all part of the learning process as far as how that kind of stuff goes. So. Which, again, like the cigar shop guys, you know, your local cigar shop, I, I haven't met one yet on the coast where they weren't, like, pleasant. Like, oh, I yeah, walked man. in. Yeah. Uh, it's funny, the cigar shop, I walked in, it was brand new. And I walked in and told the guy, I said, hey, these are what I've smoked. They were all, like, light to medium cigars. I want to smoke a heavy cigar. He was like, I was like, what's, what's on the heavy, heavy side that you got here? He goes, man, he was like, I wouldn't recommend going that heavy yet yeah. because of what you smoked before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I said, well, that's cool, and I respect that. I said, but for me, I, I want both ends of the spectrum so yeah. that I know where. And so I was, it was a Gloria Cubana, and this thing was like, dude. Now, I can smoke one now, bro, and I'm good. I can't smoke. I, I have to wait a couple of days afterwards before I smoke again. Let me guess. You were coughing oh, like dude, a motherfucker. Oh, dude, like for three days. I, I felt like I literally had the cigar stuck in my mouth for three days after that because I'm just walking around like, God oh, damn it, that's a heavy cigar, bro. Oh, and it was dark, dude. It was it was as dark as these microphones. It was black. Jesus. And the guy was like, I told you. I'm like, have at it. You did. You yeah. did. And you yeah. did. But I told him, I was like, man, I just, I just got to know. He goes, all right, man. Yeah, yeah. Hope to see you here again if you you know make it through this one. I'm like, okay, now I'm a little scared. Yeah, but, exactly. And I smoked one several years after that, and I made it through. But yeah, dude, it. But it was getting those ranges, and you know, it's all part of experimenting. So because yeah. I did smoke something that heavy, it really kind of propelled me into more of what I smoke now, which is you know I'd say medium to not heavy, but you know on the on the heavy side of medium cigars yeah you know i enjoy a good flavor cigar now when i smoke a lighter one i'm like eh, okay it's cool yeah but i want a little bit of flavor on my stuff oh see sometimes like i can smoke a nice light one mm-hmm. early in the morning you know just come outside with a cup of coffee or whatever yeah. I, I do that now as the day goes on do mm-hmm. i want to smoke something that light you know at 11 o'clock at night by the fire probably not mm-hmm. but then again though in my case it's, it all depends on what i'm drinking yeah so, you know, if I'm drinking, like, if I'm going, like, a, a heavy peated scotch, like a Lagavulin 16, which mm-hmm. is, like, drinking a campfire, maybe I don't want to go very dark. Maybe I want to go kind of light and kind of yeah. put, and just just balance it out. That's the way that I gauge what I smoke is what I'm drinking. What I'm drinking. Yeah. And that's a valid point, too, because, you know, I, I usually drink, if I'm not drinking a bourbon or a whiskey with it, typically I usually drink water. To me, anything else throws yeah. off the flavor. Oh, yeah, of the exactly. Exactly. Um, 
but you're right. Like, especially, oh, that's a great sound. <laughs> uh, like in the morning time, I've gotten that too. And that's where I like companies like Stogie Bird or like Cigar International when I first started getting, you know, companies that you can order online. Because a lot of them will order a, or not order, they'll, they'll offer like a mix kind of grab bag. Like kind a of sampler deal. pack. Yeah. And, for, you know, that's for newbies. I would definitely recommend looking into something like that, even mm-hmm. if you don't get on like a monthly order. Yeah. Um, you know, like Cigar International, they've got several little bundles where you can do, you know, 10 to 20 different cigars. And they've got like already pre-picked variety packs yeah. or you can kind of pick your own stuff. But you get a good, good mix of your light, your dark cigars, your bigger cigars or smaller cigars mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and especially like you said with coffee like there's a, a macanudo that i like to smoke now yeah i think I that's what you told me about a while back mm-hmm. um that's a good car a good cigar with coffee too but it's funny because there's a, a such a different experience if like i'm smoking that with say like folgers or you know like a, a regular kind of coffee as opposed to a chicory coffee that i like so even with the flavors of the coffee it's just so many different things you can go with. And it's all really about unlocking your own preferences and flavor profiles and stuff like that. Nah, most of my coffee is Black Rifle. so <laughs> I haven't tried them. I've heard of them for sure. I haven't tried them yet. Well, I mean, like they make like different ones. You mm. know, like the like the AK-47, I think, is kind of darker. And then they have like the suppressor one, which is like a, a morning type one. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, so here. next step, we talked about the sizes and the cutting. So the next noob would be, you know, how do I light this motherfucker? Yes. Because, you know, like, I, again. Lighting to me is an art. It, it, it really, because you can fuck it up. Easily. You can fuck up like a cigar burn. You know, it you know, burn the edges, fucking the wrapper goes all fucked up. Yeah, yeah, because the biggest thing with that is, is you want to get an even light on it. That's right. And you don't necessarily want to, it's going to sound really counter counterintuitive. Mm. You don't want to burn the cigar exactly. Um, You know, I, I use a regular, I, I recommend using just a straight butane lighter. You can usually control the flame better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, like the one I've got here, they've usually got some kind of adjustment on it. So if you're in some place that's not as windy, you can turn the flame yeah. down a little bit. If you need a little more juice, you can turn it up a little bit. But typically when you're lighting it, you want to start off by what's called toasting the end of it. Yep. Um, the first after you cut it, you want to do what's called a cold draw, which is basically going yep. to put the cigar on your mouth and you're going to inhale it or not inhale it, but you're going to take the draw, you're going to suck on it, and that's going to let you know about the airflow. Yeah. If the airflow is good, then it's time to light. But, yeah, you want to light the end of the cigar, and basically what that's going to be is whatever your lighting source is you're going to want to hold the cigar over the flame just above the flame. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Because at this point, you're not necessarily trying to light the cigar. Yeah. You just want to get an initial kind of char on it yeah. because this is one thing I made a lot of mistake. A lot of new people do. And even still, if, you know, you, anybody can make the mistake with like a butane lighter. If you get it too close, um, especially if you're in like a really bright outside area and you don't see the flame, you can singe the cigar. And if you singe it unevenly, you essentially burn half the cigar down the body oh. before you even start smoking the cigar. So then you wind up with... You know, as you're smoking the cigar, if you got one half cigar that's lit an inch down the cigar, it's going to keep going. So you have just a really terrible, uneven burn, and then if and you it's going to taste like shit. Yes, and if you singe it bad enough, well, it's going to it may keep going out on you too because you're you know the thing with the cigar is, and I know a lot of people you know try to do like the really long ash on the cigar, which looks really cool, but there's a balance to that too, because the ash is going to help insulate the actual 
cherry ring of the cigar, which is going to be your basically your your fire line. Yeah. Um, so normally, and that's something to do with the cigar. You don't necessarily want to like, I guess, pat it down like you would a cigarette and knock the ash off. Mm. Uh, and this is you know this is just after smoking you kind of learn to gauge it you're going to want to lightly kind of roll it on either the ashtray or wherever you're at and it's just going to fall off yeah but you want that nice even light so after you toast it and you get a good little glow on the end of it that's when you want to put it in your mouth and that's when you want to do like just a light draw while you're lighting it again and you want to kind of i turn the cigar in my mouth kind of round so it gets it all the way even um so you know you want the end of the cigar to be nice and lit you can kind of blow on it to see if there's any uneven spots on it. Once you get a good even light on it all the way around, after that, you may have to touch it up every now and again. But if you're doing a, a, a regular draw on it and you're not letting too much time go by, you can light smoke the whole cigar and not have to worry lighting it all over again. Yep. Yep. So that's the one thing I've learned. Like Cutting it was more of like, okay, here's some shit not to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, lighting it, that was the hardest thing for me, was learning how to light it and not rush on it. Because to me, lighting a cigar is like the art of getting it started. If yeah, you can yeah. get that one thing down, uh, it will save you in so many ruined cigars. Yeah. Because I've had cigars where you know that burn thing happens where half of it gets burnt, mm-hmm. and it just you wind up having to cut either yeah trash it or exactly. you wind up having to cut down on the cigar to catch it before the, the mm-hmm. burn gets too yeah. far, and then after that so now, that's the big thing with light my my buddy told me a while back and i don't know how true this is but he says that if if you're smoking and say you know you put it down you get to talking or whatever and it goes out and it's been out for a while mm-hmm. a trip you might want to do is you know after you dump the ashes out of it is you want to blow into the mm-hmm. cigar yeah usually if, it's, if it goes out which it happens you know if you're sitting yeah. at a family function or something like that or if you're in the cigar shop talking because usually you want to draw on the cigar, I'd say about once every 30 seconds to a minute. Yeah. You know, and sometimes even longer. There are some cigars, if they've got a good burn to them, mm-hmm. you know, you can go inside, come back out, there's no breeze or anything, yeah. you know, five minutes later, and you still may be lit. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, you get a good light on it, a solid light, and you got a good burning cigar. I mean, that thing will just stay lit forever. Yeah. But, yeah, so if it goes out, you know, ideally you want to let it go out. You don't want to snub it. You just yeah. want to let it go out completely. What I do is is I'll take like the cap of my lighter or like my keys or just something to kind yeah. of knock off the ash that's built up, and you want to kind to kind of scrape the end of the cigar, not hard, but you want to get just a little all that carbon and everything that's built up kind of knocked off, and then you just relight like you did before where you're just kind of doing the outside mm-hmm. yeah. and relight it at that. And so on your first, I guess draw, you actually instead of drawing in, you just kind of take a breath and just casually blow out and that's going to blow out all of the deposits and things like that that'll affect the taste of the rest of the cigar because once you start drawing in because you know when you draw in you're drawing the heat through the whole body yeah, of the cigar exactly and that's where some of your flavor is going to come from a lot of your flavors actually is because when you heat the oils up and everything on the tobacco leaf as you smoke the cigar that's where a lot of your flavors come from and that's why you can smoke a cigar and get different flavor notes through the cigar because you may have different leaves, but also the temperature change is going to heat the oil up in a different way as it moves down the cigar. And yeah. That's where your flavors are going to start to marinate and build that's right, and things that's like right. that. So, yeah, I, that's one thing, too. And that's one thing you see in new guys in cigar shops. You know, they're sitting there, like, just snubbing it out and everything. No, you just, even when you're done with the cigar. If I snub it, I'm just going to throw it away, man. I'm done with it. That's it, man. Yeah. I just, you know, you just let it sit. 
and just let it go out by itself. Yeah. And like, especially in your cigar shop, just when you're done with it, just leave it sit there, let it go out. Mm -hmm. It makes the guys or girls job easier to clean up. Cause he's not trying to clean out yeah. snubbed cigars on the ashtray and everything. Uh, but that is one way to kind of get the the deposits and everything out. Is, yeah. You know, and I even do that sometimes when I'm smoking it. If I notice it's starting to kind of go out or mm -hmm. burn uneven, I'll just do kind of a light push through the cigar yeah. instead of withdrawing. And that usually will help kind of start to burn it more evenly mm -hmm. as I'm smoking yeah. the cigar. I don't know. Maybe it's because I have two small kids or maybe it's because I don't have a lot of time. Or when I smoke, I don't have like a, you know, I've got to get back to doing something. My cigar hardly ever goes out, man. Yeah. It, it, but then again, though, I am a heavy drawer, so I'm like, so like my first cigar. I mean, hell, I mean, look, yeah, like the cigar wasn't exactly big to begin with. Mm -hmm. I mean, but it's what two and a half inches long right now. Yeah. And but again, that's just because I'm, you know, you're doing most of the talking, which is fine with me, because again, you're teaching me things I don't know. Maybe I'm again, I'm asking the questions that somebody else might be asking. Oh yeah. So I'm letting you, you know, kind of take the wheel on this one. Take the wheel. <laughs> Whatever that was, it Carrie Underwood song. Uh, Jesus, take the wheel. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, take the wheel. <laughs> so we got to the lighting part of it, and that's kind of the biggest thing with the lighting. Once you light it, then you get into the really cool part, which is sitting back, sitting your bourbon of choice, which is the basis of this podcast. Hell yeah, that's the whole reason we were doing this because we just wanted to be able to have reasons where we could like sit away, smoke cigars, drink bourbon. And not have any responsibility for. I mean, because a good cigar and a good whiskey is like ten times magnified when you're in a chill place mm -hmm. around good people. You oh, know? definitely, dude. I remember one of the first times I ever went out after I started smoking cigars. I went out with a cousin of mine. We went to uh, Government Street in Ocean Springs, and of course, I had my whatever cigar it was. It's probably one of those diesels because those are awesome. And uh, I remember we were just going to kind of go bar hopping, you know, just for a couple hours and we get to the first place i can't remember what it was it was whatever murky's waters was before it was murky waters in ocean springs okay yeah yeah. it was like three or four different bars before that they were like would open up stay for a week and then shut down but anyway so we go sit down and i remember ordering my drink sit down and i asked him i said okay are we good like are we going to be here for a minute or are we going to bounce around they're like no we're, we'll still walk but we're, we're good for a minute i said i'm gonna need at least like 45 minutes yeah exactly because if i light this thing up i'm not going anywhere like no no you're good you're good so of course you know i light it up i sit back i'm relaxed i'm chilled mm -hmm. like not even five minutes into the cigar like hey all right we're gonna go ahead and go i'm like okay i'll call you when i'm done <laughs> they're like yeah but you're not gonna go with us right now I'm like you guys are still gonna be on government right yeah 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 right, i'll call you when i'm done yeah. Like, what do you mean? I'm like, told y'all, I'm smoking. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not rushing this shit. I mean, unless this thing come with me, then. And that's what I did. After, you know, I sat, was sitting there and like, well, you can smoke other places. But even then, I wound up walking around trying not to burn everybody because I'm walking through crowds and everything. So that was my first experience with if I'm going to go sit somewhere with a cigar, I'm sitting. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to walk around. But yeah, I told him, I was like, I I'll call y'all when I'm done. Like, I'm going to need about another 30 minutes. Yeah. Like, you you're just going to sit here? I'm like, yes. Yeah. With my cigar, and I, <laughs> I hate to say it, but I was probably drinking like Jack and Coke at the time. Like I hadn't gotten into my, yeah, we've all been there. Yeah, I hadn't gotten into my bartending bourbon appreciation mm -hmm, yet. So I'm mm -hmm. like, you know what? I got my cigar. I got my drink. I'm going. So it probably would have tasted better if I did just done straight Jack. Dude, I used to drink Mountain Dew and Crown Black. <laughs> Remember just late night gaming sessions with Nick and 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 my uh, my boy Dewey, just playing Halo two and three, <laughs> sipping on. The, it, it, a, a big pint glass. The good old days. Six 
cubes of ice, two and a half ounces of uh, Crown Black, and fill the rest of Mountain Dew. <laughs> it was called a Dirty Dew. A Dirty Dew? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like some shit I'm going to drink whenever I go on the float at uh, Mardi Gras. You know what's like fucked that. up? I tried it uh, last year. It, it's not the same. It's not? I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to finish it because I poured it, but damn it. It's just, you know, it was missing, like, the... Uh, the nostalgia feeling. That's yeah, it. That's what it was. I was like, ah. But, yeah, dude, like, lighting a cigar and then, like, having to go, that is, oh, my God. Like, um, two years ago, when we went to Disney with uh, Ty and Amber, mm-hmm. you know, we took it. You know, it's our first time there. Our first night, we went to downtown Disney, or Disney Springs, which is, like, the big shopping center, like, you know, plaza-type place. Mm-hmm. Well, we took him to the cigar shop. We obviously made that towards the end of, of, of the night. And, you know, he picks out two cigars for us. I mean, I literally just get the fucker lit. And Amanda's like, okay, we got to go. I'm like, what? It's like, we got to go. It's like, it's past the kid's bedtime, and we have to get up to go to the theme park tomorrow. But I, I, I just lit it, and I can't walk with this. <laughs> it's like, no, you don't understand. I, yeah. I don't want to leave it behind. It's like Wilson yeah. in, what is it, Castaway? Yeah. Wilson. But... The, <laughs> the guy working there, he felt so bad for me. He's like, dude, just put it out. Here you go. He he gave me a brand new stick, the oh, same one. That's cool. Yeah. So we went back to the hotel room, got the kids kind of settled. And I was like, well, I'm still awake. It's like, do you want to go hit the bar, Amanda? It's like, yeah, I do. I was like, good. I can smoke this motherfucker finally. I got a cigar. <laughs> and that is so cool. That's the biggest thing that I, you know, I've probably said before. When it comes to cigars in the cigar community, I mean, it's it, all different from. All people walks of life, all walks of life. Oh yeah, I mean, man, woman, all different races, nationalities. Just and like, there is something about a woman with a cigar. I'm not sure. There is. You. I ain't gonna lie. Was it? Was it, <laughs> yeah. You Shay was like yeah. that conversation we had. It's like yeah, I don't know what it is about a cigar, but I guess it's like the boss bitch. Like you know what? Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm nice, I'm refined, and I can like kick your ass in a heartbeat. Exactly. It's like okay, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's the yeah. It is funny, dude. But it is just so many different people. I mean, different, yeah, um, just all different backgrounds. Yeah, I mean, and there's cigars like you know price range for everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and some people smoke more, some people smoke less. Like when I first started smoking cigars, I maybe smoked maybe one a week, mm-hmm. two a week. Yeah. Uh, of course, now I mean I probably smoke like four or five a week. Mm, yeah. But um, but see, we're we're, we're the opposites because you smoke more during the summertime. Mm-hmm. I smoke more during the winter time. That's right, because I I'm a big weenie when it comes to cold. Well, then again, though, if I'm smoking in the winter time, I'm usually around something that's burning. You know, like oh, a fire yeah, yeah. pit. So yeah, no, if I got a fire pit, I'm good. Mm. I'm good. But you know, I just something about for me, it's something about being outside. You know, especially. It, kicking my feet up, just relaxing a little bit. Cause you know, you're not in a rush. Yeah. Um, especially if you like people watching. Yeah. You go someplace outside, yeah. just sit in the corner and people watch. It's like the perfect going to the casino. Shit. We go to mm. nugget. We've been going a lot there. I bring a cigar there. And I'm like, you know what? I spend less money when I'm smoking a cigar and playing. That's Cause right. I spend more time just watching everybody else and people watching that way. But it's, it's such a cool thing to get into. 
you know, because I haven't come across anybody that's been an asshole or, you know, everyone seems genuinely interested in sharing what they know or what they don't know yeah. and just have a true love for cigars and, and everything that kind of comes with it. So, I mean, I enjoy the shit out of it. I mean, I, I don't think I'll ever stop smoking cigars. I mean, yeah. I like take a break every now and again, especially mm. if we go someplace where it's cold. But Yeah. And I'll, just know if you go to a store, there's always going to be that guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, you should be using uh, matches instead of a butane because, you know, da 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 I was like, yeah, and, and that's fine. You know what? If you want to light it with matches, that's fine. And there's some valid arguments to that, that too. That's true. You know, I mean, I've noticed it with, like, especially if you have cedar planks because a lot of mm-hmm. shops will, I guess they take old cedar boxes and, yeah. like, and they'll break them up into small little, like, flint almost. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I've gotten good lights out of those. Yeah. Um, but, like, if I'm sitting outside, to me, a butane torch is just easy. Yeah, exactly. Um, butane torch is not going to be put out by a, a mild gust. And a butane torch, too, is something else very <clears> different <throat> for uh, for the noobs out there than, like, your tip, traditional BIC. Like, you don't want a gas lighter yeah. because that's going to affect the uh, taste of the cigar, too. Your butane is going to be a very clean-burning fuel, mm-hmm. so it'll light the cigar without affecting the taste of the cigar. Now, I saw, it's, I'm not going to lie, it's a little pricey, but it, it was a butane lighter. It's kind of like a, a desktop lighter. Mm-hmm. It was butane, but it put out a flame like like a Bic. Yeah, I've seen they're called soft flame butanes. Yes. Um, and if you have like smaller cigars, like I've noticed that too, like smaller cigars, if I've got matches and I have a, a, a small, I don't know if we talked about it too, but the ring gauge, guys, as far as your size of cigars, you're gonna. They're measured by length, which is going to be in inches, and then you have your ring gauge, which is going to be the the girth of the cigar. Yeah. Um, the the length is pretty straightforward. You know, if it's say there's a size, it's five. You know, when you look in your cigar magazine or, or online, uh, and it says like five point two five times forty four. Well, the five point two five that just means that the cigar measures from end to end five point two five inches long. Yeah. Um, but what I think the smallest cigar is the what the petite Corona. That's yeah. that's a four and a half uh, mm-hmm. inches, and that's <clears throat> I'm not sure about you. That's that's probably half hour, forty five minute cigar right there. Yeah, and especially I mean, if you draw slow, but like Nub is a cigar manufacturer. Mm-hmm. Their stuff yeah. is like short, yeah, but fat. Like yeah. they've got like sixty ring gauge cigars, mm-hmm. and even as short as those are, those cigars to me are really important to get a good light on because they're so thick. Yeah, that exactly. if you get a good even light on a cigar that thick. Uh, it can burn just as long as a longer, thinner cigar. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, and it's funny because when I first started smoking cigars, of course, because it was all visual, it was like, yeah, you know, the bigger, fatter, longer, manlier-looking cigars, yeah. <laughs> now, I, I actually prefer the medium size uh, as far as ring gauge. You know, smaller, like this one I got right now, I didn't even think about seeing what size it was, but, you know, I don't think I necessarily want to go as anything bigger than this. You know, to me, yeah. this is just a, it's a nice, average, meaty cigar without being huge. Um, because your flavors to me, like I had uh, one cigar when I went to Texas not too long ago. It was, uh, I think it was called ba- Balmoral. Like I'd love to find that cigar again. I think I brought one back. Mm-hmm. It was a, you know, not a long cigar, but it was longish. Um, and it wasn't huge. It wasn't a petite, but it wasn't a thick, thick cigar either. Yeah, That had yeah. such a, a great flavor. And I've noticed that now to me that some of your smaller cigars uh, especially ring gauge wise, I actually have more flavor, okay. more distinct yeah. flavors to me. And maybe it's just because my palate's changed over the years. Uh, and I'll still smoke a bigger cigar. Like this is a really good cigar too. Mm-hmm. But um, I actually prefer the smaller ring gauge cigars. Okay, yeah. And especially time. 
you know. Yeah, that's true. And that's the biggest thing for me is, you know, I, like I brought three cigars with me today. This was the biggest one of them all. And I was like, well, I feel like smoking for a little while. Exactly. <laughs> so we're I, not going anywhere. I'm, I'm going to be here for a bit. Yeah, it looks like we held the rain off and everything, and it feels nice out here, nice it and cool. Does, man. So I was like, well, again, I'll go with the longer cigar. Yeah. But yeah, so, and it's all preference. You know, it's the same thing we talk about with bourbon, same way. I mean, yeah. you know, the, the right way to drink a bourbon is the way you want to drink it. Exactly. I may not like the way you drink your bourbon, but I ain't drinking it. You know, I, I'm not going to judge you if you're going to drink your Crown Black and Mountain Dew. I'm not going to judge you if you drink it neat. Exactly. That's what you tell me with the bar. I don't judge behind the bar. I wait till I get to the car. Then I judge. Oh, you. yeah. We then judge, I judge, we judge heavily. <laughs> yeah. I was like, did you see that dumb dude? Just know bartenders are going to judge you, not to your face. Yes. But as soon as you round the corner, maybe. We may not be the sharpest crayon in the box, but we're not the dullest one either. Damn right. <laughs> it's like, I got that bartender memory. I hear everything and remember nothing. Exactly. Even though I actually remember everything. Mm. But, so that's it. That's really the basic. I will, let's touch on for a second, humidor, guys. This is the yes, big thing. Yes, let's yes, say yes, yes, yes. you've gone through all the process. Because you have, uh, you got that special tip. Oh, yeah, yeah, this. yeah. This is funny. But, all right, so let's say you found your cigar, you've lit it, you've cut it, you're sitting in your cigar shop, or you're sitting at home, and you're like, damn, this is a good cigar. I mm -hmm. think I'm going to get more of them. But some things you really got to pay attention to and be careful of when you're storing cigars, because cigars, you know, they, they can dry out. Uh, they can get over-humidified, yeah. over-moisturized. Um, the general rule of thumb is 70-70. So you yeah. want to keep the temperature around 70 degrees wherever you're storing them. Most people around here, even as, as you know hot as it gets, cold as it gets here, you sit inside unless you just have icicles on your air, air conditioning vent. You kind of fall in that that temperature range. Yeah, right exactly. Uh, Humidity-wise, I'd say down here, humidity is probably more important because we live in such a humidity, hum, humidized we're in How about just a humid climate? We'll say that. That sounds way go. more smarter than me trying to make up new words. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, humidity, which most of the time, if you keep them inside, um, you want to keep it around 70 degrees. Yep. Um, I, I actually like it around 68, just because I don't want my cigars to dry out. Um, but if you stick to that 70-70 rule... That's a good rule of thumb. Mm -hmm. And after that, too, depending on your cigars, like I noticed big to me, bigger, thick ring gauge mm -hmm. cigars. Uh, I like keeping that on a lower humidity. Yeah. Because I want to keep them nice and humidified and yeah, not give yeah. it a chance to, uh, to dry out. Uh, you know, your humidor, basically, wherever you're going to store your cigars, most people do just a plain humidifier or humidor, uh, mm -hmm. which usually you have cedar yeah. um, because it's going to retain the moisture. Uh, in your humidor, which is going to work out better for the cigars as far as keeping the regulation of the humidity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, the trick that I learned, though, is at the time I was working offshore, I was doing tugboats, and it was, uh, I don't know, smoking cigars for maybe a year or two, if that. Okay. So the problem I kept running in is I was on the boat for two weeks, and I was back for a week. Yeah. So I'd come home and I had like a cheapo humid, uh, humidor, so it, it didn't really regulate very much anyway. But I'd come home and I'd use the little uh, distilled water in a little gel kind of deal. Now they have Bavada uh, humidity packs. Packs. To me, are the, the like the best. gel tubes and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I you know I'd come home for my week and I'd I'd get it all right and I'd check it and then when I'd leave I'd come back two weeks later and I'd forget to check it and then I'd be back for a week and then leave for two weeks more and then come back. And before I knew it, it's like a month and a half and like I hadn't checked or done anything. Yeah. Uh, and I kept going through cigars. Luckily I wasn't buying a lot of them at one time, like yeah. maybe two or three at a time. 
So I was in the cigar shop and I, I told the guy, I said, yes, I'm having a hard time keeping them up because, you know, I work offshore, I'm home, back, and I just want to forget. And, and uh, I said, I'm using like a, a humidor with a cedar. Da, da, da. He goes, look, man, he said, just take you a Ziploc bag. He said, get you some of these Bovada packs, pick uh-huh. your humidity level you want. He said, and then just throw your cigars in the Ziploc bag, close it real good, and then throw that in the humidor. Yep. I swear, I have kept my cigars like that. I have not looked back, and I can keep my cigars for months now yeah. um, without really – and the, the Bovada packs are easy to judge because when you pick them up new, they're going to be really small, uh, soft and squishy. Yep. When they start to get hard, that's mm-hmm. when it's time to throw them away. Yeah. But, I mean, like I said, I've kept my cigars in a Ziploc bag. Um, I can keep them for months. I yeah. have about nothing. Yeah. Um, well, what, because the humidor gauge, what the, the, the oh, sweet spot, suck. yeah, it's, it's, it's supposed to be between, what, 65 and 75. It's, I want to say, well, I want to say it's like, more like 60, 68 and 72. Like, it's not a big swing yeah. at all. Yeah. Because uh, I know 70 is right smack dab in the middle. Yeah. Um, I know the Bovada packs, I want to say they go as low as 65%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then you can get up to like 75. So you do have kind of a window there. Yeah. But I've noticed people stick more to like a 68 to 72. Yeah. Well, my, my humidor right now, that gauge, I don't know why it fluctuates a lot. Is it a digital or analog? It's analog. Okay. Like the needle. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's a bitch. But uh, here lately, it's been, hey, let me look at a picture real quick. It's been... Well, the thing with the digital, because it's funny, when you buy, like, one thing I do is when I get a new humidor, the first thing I do is is I completely trash the digital. Like, yeah. the, it just it's so bad at keeping. Mm-hmm. And the little tray they give you to, to put the water in, because you're supposed to use yeah. distilled water. Yeah. I trash that, too, because that just... It, it's so much maintenance, yeah. and as technology has gotten by, it's easier just to throw a Bovada pack in there. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. But, you know, some people really enjoy the process of that. Mm-hmm. I'm lazy. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to deal with it if I don't yeah. have to. No, but mine stays between 75 and 80, but just like you. Humidity-wise? Yeah, which, I mean, it's not good, but it's not great either. Yeah. But at the same time, though, half my cigars are in Ziploc bags, mm-hmm. so it, they're still in there. Because, hell, I smoked one. Last week, for some reason, I totally forgot I had it. And looking back on it, the fucker was over a year old. Oh, yeah, dude. Like I said before at the beginning, like that's the one thing I'd love to do. And I've even been eyeballing like an electronic humidor, which is basically just a temperature control. You still have to Mm -hmm. put your own uh, humidifying element in it. Yeah. But, um, you know, you can get like 150, 200 cigars, which I don't, (laughs) I'm nowhere near that level. But (laughs) the appeal or the appeal of it is, 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 um, is, aging them yeah you know if you keep a well humidified and a well temperature regulated environment mm-hmm. i mean it's like wine yeah you can keep them for years yeah because like mine's not near the window it's not like direct sunlight it stays on my my nightstand next uh uh yeah it's it's on the, the top of my of my like table side like nightstand mm-hmm. i rarely ever move it around too much you know but i i, I don't open it because i know what's in there basically yeah but, and, and yeah, but it stayed between 75 and 80. But the cigars that I smoke, like half of them, or actually a good bit of them are in Ziploc bags. And yeah. they smoke just fine. And that's like uh, some of the thing. the cigars come with the little cellophane wrapper. Yeah. Um, those are, if you're going to, if you have like one humidifier, I keep going to say humidifier. Yeah. If you have a humidor and you've got, uh, say you buy a box of the cigars like mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, you could take them all out of the cellophane. Yeah. Uh, I would say like with you and me too, if you're going to have multiple manufacturers or multiple different cigars and they come in the cellophane, 
I would say leave them in. Yeah, yeah. I I don't touch them. I yeah, don't touch them. I don't think it's going to be detrimental if they do, you know if they mix like that. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. especially if you have a large quantity, and I know some guys will actually if they have like a big uh, like electric humidor. Yeah. They'll take especially if they invest in boxes. Yeah, um, yeah. They'll take maybe like five or six out of whatever box they want, and then move it up to another humidor, a smaller one, mm. and they'll basically have like a backstock humidor. Yeah, exactly. And then like an everyday regular use because. Every time you're opening and closing, whether it be the door or the bag or whatever it is, you know, you have those fluctuations on yeah. that, um, which like for me, I have usually a, about 15 to 20 cigars at a time when I restock mm-hmm. every month. Yeah. And, and I go through them so quick, I haven't had any issues. Mm-hmm. But if you're like a serious collector, which, you know, if I ever hit the million, you know, million dollars, I definitely would have to invest <laughs> in a big, uh, you know, and you've got like several boxes of these things because, you know, you got a box, it's 20, 25. Mm, yeah. And especially if it's an average price you're looking at like 200 250 a box oh yeah definitely so i mean you got three or four boxes i mean you got 700 bucks in your humidor yep and if you don't keep it well regulated and they start to get uh you know dried out um they start to get over humidified mm-hmm. i mean that's that's money down the drain yeah and, so, and you know if, if you're having problems with your humidor most places well, you know, hey, can you help me season my my mm-hmm. inventory? And nine times out of ten, they won't charge you for anything. Oh yeah, and the seasoning part's really simple, especially if you're using a. Because uh, I know the electric humidors we were talking about, a lot of those now they have like a plastic insert. Or like oh okay, inside. yeah. You have yeah, your yeah. shelves that are cedar, <clears throat> and it's still good to season those. What we mean by season is you're going to take distilled water. I can't emphasize that enough. Mm-hmm. You want to use distilled water. Yeah. Whenever you're doing this, uh, you know you're basically just going to take a rag, uh, get it wet, not. More, you know, yeah. oversaturated, but just damp, and you're gonna wipe down all of your your wood parts, whether it be the shells or if it's a uh, a standard humidor, you're gonna wipe the inside down. You don't want to get it to the point where the water's bunching up, but you want to get a nice kind of damp coat on everything, and then give that a chance to kind of soak in because that's gonna help with the uh, the moisture part of it. Yeah, exactly. Don't but, go crazy with it. Do oh, not yeah. go crazy with it. God, yeah, and you know, I mean, there are resources out there like you know the Sips and Stogies podcast. Hint, hint. Uh, you know, you can go to, it's all really easy stuff and straightforward stuff. Yeah. And like I said before, guys, the cigar community, all about helping everybody and, and passing along the joy of cigars and everything. So, I mean, you can usually find somebody that smokes cigars and ask them questions and they'll tell you, you know, the basics as far as how to, how to do anything really. But yeah, I mean, in your beginning journey, you're probably going to mess up a couple good cigars. So whether between the cutting and the lighting but you'll figure out what not to do real quickly. That's right. So, but that's that's really about it. I'm trying to think of anything else. I mean, I would say to you something else, like uh, as far as the strength of a cigar, Yeah. the color of the cigar doesn't always necessarily mean the strength. Not always, but nine times out of ten. Yeah, it, it's, it's a good well. rule of thumb. But, I mean, if you see a cigar and, and you know, it's got a dark, dark wrapper on it and you know you don't want anything heavy, I'd ask your cigar guy about it. Or, you know, like I said, nowadays you can just Google it and type yeah, up reviews exactly. and everything. There's plenty of uh, like YouTube channels out there that have plenty of information. Yeah, or podcast, you know. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Like us. And uh, so, I, you know, it's really, it's easy to get started, man. Once you get your first couple of cigars lit and smoked after that, there's a big community out there that has exactly. no problem talking and everything with you about it. So, I mean, that's, I would say that's probably the, that's probably a good foundation for being beginning level people to screw something up. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, if you've been doing it for a while, 
you're you're still gonna fuck something up. Oh god, yeah. Like I said, <laughs> I mean, at least two or three times a month, I'm smoking a scar, and I'm like, fuck, how did I screw that up? Shit. I'm like, god damn it. Either I sat outside and I didn't notice when I was lighting it, or I, you know, misjudged how I was cutting it, or something like that. But <laughs> I mean, you know what? What's the fun if you don't screw something up? Along damn the way? right. Damn right. That's awesome, man. I see. I'm trying to think. Uh, that's all I got. I mean, as far as cigar stuff, you know, going to stuff like pairing cigars and things like that. But that's all. It's just kind of personal taste. Yeah. You know. So I mean, we can definitely deep dive into the into pairing with you know different things on on like later episodes. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. <clears throat> I mean, because that's like I said, I know some people that do scotches, bourbons, coffee. Mm-hmm. Coffee's a big thing too. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, which, you know, like I said, for me, I drink the chicory coffee. Mm-hmm. And I love a good chicory cup of coffee with a well-paired uh, cigar, too. Yeah, exactly. Especially in the morning time when it's nice outside and, you know, you're on the back porch or front porch or wherever. So Yeah, it'll make uh, uh, uh enjoyable time even mm-hmm. more enjoyable. Exactly. Yeah. So, well, guys, uh, we've talked to you for long enough. So this does it for this episode of Sips and Silky's podcast. Yeah, brother, we've gone for an hour and 15 minutes, man. Oh, shit. <laughs> Our first full-length episode, and we didn't screw it up. We don't have to edit anything, I don't think. No, I don't think so. We even got the birds in the background. I mean, man. Exactly. I'm kind of proud, man. <laughs> How about that? How about this? Hang on one second. Just slap some music on I'm, the front end I'm and the back pour end. I'm going to us one more sip. Yes. Oh, wait. And, let me finish my And we're going we're gonna to tinky, as I say with my wife sometimes. You're going to what? Tinky. Toast. Tinky. tinky. Okay, oh. okay. I'm glad you cleared that up. You said with the wife sometime. I was like, uh, well, the episode was going so great. Got a little weird. To our second episode. That's it, brother. Oh, it's a nice little ding, too. I like that, too. All right, guys. uh, If you like what you hear, please follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Sips and Stogies Podcast. Uh, Reach out to us by email. Just uh, email us at sipsandstogiespodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to follow me on Instagram, just search the bourbon and whiskey guy. That's right, guys. Uh, I'm on Instagram as uh, smoking smoke ends Bubba. Keep forgetting about that. I'm gonna get my name back. Even get it. it wasn't mine. S M O K I N Z B U B B A. I have made a Facebook page. Probably won't do that for for that. But yeah. I'll be on Instagram and, and like Oscar said, the Sips and Stogies podcast page on Facebook, Instagram, and our email. So, That's right. Hope you guys enjoyed. Like I said, that's uh, the newbie episode. Uh, Feel free to email, comment, uh, let us know constructive criticism, what you like, didn't like, and uh, that's it. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe for the next episode we'll deep dive onto uh, bourbon, and I'll take the wheel on that one. That sounds good. All right. That Oscar take the wheel. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you later. Awesome, guys. Peace out. Peace out.